All right. Welcome, everyone, to a bonus episode of the Dan Time Podcast. I'm your host, Dan McArdle. It's great to have you here. As always, this is not a regularly scheduled episode. This is not the place next Sunday's episode. This is a special treat uh, in time for Halloween. This is your Halloween bonus episode. And since I got to talking about my brother, on the Dan, Dan, uh, the Daniel Eaches episode, I thought it was only fitting to roll him on out here. This is someone who uh, I don't. There's few people who know me better, and few people who I am closer to than my older brother Robert McArdle. Robert, thanks for making an appearance here on Halloween. Uh, thank you. Glad to be here. How's everything going at your house? I know that typically Halloween. Is a fun night for you guys. Maybe you got some movies queued up. Maybe you got some, Nancy's got some special Halloween treats or something in the oven. I'm going to let you maybe set the scene. What's what's going on? Um, very festive atmosphere. We've got the Halloween decorations up. They're looking wonderful, very colorful. And uh, tonight we're going to be watching uh, Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween. Uh, we've spent the last month watching a scary movie most nights and so we we watched the original halloween saturday and uh tonight we're going to watch rob zombie's version well robert i know but most people don't know that you are truly a a horror movie buff in your man cave you've got several posters of classic horror films do you have a favorite halloween themed movie or horror movie that you just can't wear it out um halloween theme uh usually the the original uh john carpenter's halloween and the movie Trick or Treat, which I watch, uh, I watch those every Halloween. Uh, John Carpenter's Halloween I watch uh, at the end of every April too, because that's halfway to Halloween. Uh, but my favorite horror movie of all time is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, which isn't really a Halloween movie, but it's it's always been up there for years. It's a perennial favorite, Robert. I got to ask you also, even though you love horror movie horror flicks. There's probably few movies that truly scare you to the bone, but I got to ask you for a recommendation. If someone is, you know, maybe just a few times a year, maybe just on Halloween, they're looking for just that bone chilling, shrieking experience. What's a great movie that's just going to get them rattled? You know, they're going to have some fun with it because they want to have this experience. You have a movie that or a couple of them that you like to throw out there. Yes, uh, if you're talking something scary, because I've seen a lot of horror films, but I've seen very few scary movies. So if you really want to be scared, I would recommend uh, The Conjuring from 2013, and I would also recommend Sinister from 2012. Those are movies that I have a hard time watching by myself, uh, and the, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up every time I watch them. Robert, do you ever watch a movie that you've seen before, and you think, oh, this would be fun? And you don't realize that you're going to get scared all over again. And do you really, do you ever have nightmares or do you ever uh, turn the movie off, go to bed and you're like, I'm feeling a little uneasy here. I, I shouldn't, but I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and this is a movie I've seen many times since it came out. And, you know, some of your listeners may laugh when they, when they hear this, uh, but the Blair Witch Project gets me every time. And I've seen it so many times. I I got to agree with you there. Yeah. I remember seeing that in the theater when it came out. And it's just a certain type of spooky 
it's it's just uneasy. It's very uneasy film or or feeling that that uh, stays with you during the film. And, well, and you can put your you you can kind of put yourself in their situation just because of the way it's filmed. That found footage style, it seems a little bit more real. As far as Halloween costumes, now this is one where I, I kind of want to take it back to our childhood. Yes. Did you have a favorite costume that you wore as a kid or maybe even a costume that you wish you had worn as a as a kid? <laughs> um, my favorite costume as a kid was probably that, that real cheap plastic uh, Superman costume with a little paper mask. There you go. I always felt like Superman when I when I put it on, and for some reason, costume didn't last very long. Something I, I wished I had gone as would have been uh, Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you and Nancy ever go to haunted houses and and, and get, get pretty spooked? We don't. I have taken um, my son, Ian, to several uh, around here. It was something we used to do every Halloween, uh, but uh, the haunted house wasn't really something Nancy was into. Uh, but Ian and I would go every year. Now, on another topic, Halloween music, or let's just say, Robert, you and I both, you, you and I know this, but a lot of people don't. You're a fan of so many different genres. You, you get on different kicks. You've got playlists left and right. Is there music or bands or songs that you just always come back to in October or on Halloween or right around this period? Uh, as far as bands go, probably typo negative. I think that their style and look uh, and sound really fits the season. But just music, I listen to a lot of soundtracks from uh, horror films, especially from the 80s, because for some reason you can't find that stuff anywhere but YouTube. So Friday nights, usually the those songs will enter my playlist, such as, you know, Darkest Side of the Night from Friday the 13th Part 8, or Power of the Night from Critters, Flesh to Flesh from Return of the Living Dead Part 2, and um, The Way of All Flesh from Tales from the Dark Side of the Movie are a few of my favorites. Wow, listen to that, just rattling them off. Yeah. Is there a B-list horror movie that is so low budget, so ridiculous, but you still love it? And is there a title out there you want to throw out for people that, hey, listen, Wedge this one in. Is there one you'd like to recommend? Yeah, this one probably has a little bit bigger budget. I wouldn't say more than a couple million dollars, but I would recommend Dr. Giggles from oh, yeah. 1992. Uh, it is completely over the top, absurdly ridiculous, if, but it never gets old. It's a horror film, but it's funny. And I don't know. I think they were probably trying to be funny, but also scary at the same time. Uh, gets me all the time. Now that came out in the early 90s. And I remember it, for that period when we saw it, I think we thought it was scary. We probably caught on to some of the humor. But man, that um, who's the guy that played Dr. Giggles? Uh, Larry Drake, uh, who is probably most famous for playing uh, Benny in L.A. Law. Those eyes, I mean, he was cast perfectly for Dr. Giggles. The one-liners never get old. But I will say, at the beginning of the movie, when he first shows up, 
and catches the kids in his house and he opens the door and you see him standing there before he says anything. When I first saw that as a kid, that sent shivers down my spine. But the rest of the movie, I was just laughing like crazy. Robert, you and I are both big fans of the Freddy Krueger movies. I know that you're also a fan of the short-lived television series, Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you ever go back to some of those episodes during Halloween or any time of year? Uh, it's been a while because that show was unavailable for years after it was canceled and just recently uh, has been picked up by some streaming services. So I was able to watch uh, a couple of old episodes. I will say the show is absolutely terrible. <laughs> it was great. It was great when you're 10 years old, but watching it 35 years later, awful. It's just terrible. Yeah. There, there's some things that you need to just leave it alone. Some things from your childhood that yeah. you remember being so wonderful. And then you, you play that song again or you play that movie. And you can't even get six minutes in. You're, you're just like, I'm done. This is nope. that that feeling that emotion is gone. <laughs> yeah. I, and I was so happy when I saw it available Turned it on, I was like, this is terrible. Robert, the Silent Night, Deadly Night, I just pulled this up here, the, yes. movie, the movie poster, I don't know if they still do some of these slogans or, or catchphrases, whatever you call it. This, this picture is Santa going down the chimney with, with an axe. Yes. All you see is his arm sticking out of the chimney. And right above it, it says, you've, you've made it through Halloween. Now try and survive Christmas. Yes, I'm, a, I'm actually looking movie. at my uh, movie poster of that right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> forgot you had that one. Yeah, um, uh, that's another. That's another favorite. That you know, after Halloween, then I go to the the holiday horror, and and that's definitely at the top of the list. Now we could talk and talk about Halloween, Robert. I know that you love comedies. You love action movies. What do you do right after Halloween? We start getting into the first few weeks in November before Christmas. Do you, is it just anything goes? A lot of random selections for movie night? Yeah, pretty much uh, until you get into closer to Thanksgiving. Nancy and I have a tradition. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we always watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, oh, wow. Which is, a, which is a funny movie. And it's a Thanksgiving movie. But once we get around there, then the horror comes back on because you get the holiday horror. There's so much to choose from when it comes to Christmas horror movies. And there's there's even some in there that, you know, the whole family can watch. Robert, my favorite line from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and it's not what you might think. I love all of them. And and I can't do it justice because it's it's John Candy and it's the way he says it when he says, I like me. Yes. I like me. This whole package. This, 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 you know, everything you see here, this mess of a man and, you know, he's got, he doesn't even have two nickels to rub together. I like me. It's one of yeah, the best I think that, lines that's ever been delivered in a movie. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think it's something a lot of people should, should say to themselves as well. What a great talent he was. He was. Who's in, uh, on that, on that end, do you have an actor or an actress where, you just you love everything they do, a favorite. Maybe it doesn't have to be number one, but just someone that's in that top five or, or so. Probably the um, the first that come to mind would be uh, uh, Michael Douglas and uh, Jack Nicholson. 
Um, I think both of them just seem to command every scene that they're in, even if it's just something mundane. So I, I pretty much love just about everything that those two guys have done that I've seen. Okay, well, unfortunately, we have to keep this episode kind of tight on the normal Dan Time episodes. You guys who listen to the show, and I know how you do it sometimes, because I just ramble, and I sometimes I'll say, all right, well, um, you know, this has been a great conversation, and then you're looking, and, and there's about 18 or 26 minutes left, and you're thinking, all right, Dan's trying to wind it down, but somehow found a way to just prolong the conversation. <laughs> Let me ask you a few, we'll call it, you know, garbage time questions. Okay. Robert, how do you feel when you go through, I don't know why I always come back to drive throughs but you're getting, you get your meal and you get your drink and you, you get the cup in your hand, you're driving off, the bag looks fine, everything you ordered looks right, and you take a sip. It's like Diet Coke. Or, you know, it's just that that drink where the carbonation is all gone or the syrup that the bag that they I don't even know how to say this correctly, but it's just that that very diluted version of whatever drink you order. I don't know if you if you drank the Dr. Pepper or the Sprite or anything, but, you know, that experience. Yes, uh, I feel mildly disappointed when that happens, but it's just a, a Diet Coke or, or a Sprite. Now, if I've been into the cheeseburger and there was ketchup and pickles on it, then I would, uh, I, I would uh, be devastated. It's some stuff you can't pick it off and deal with it because you no. still have the, the taste of where it where it once was. No, but uh, that also tells me that you know they don't pay those people enough to really care if the machine is carbonated enough for the drinks. That's right, Robert. If it was perfectly acceptable to walk into a Walmart with nothing but a pair of boxer briefs and maybe some flip-flops. And, and, and it's not something that has always been acceptable, but let's just say starting next week, Walmart said, hey, shoppers, we know you're under, everyone's under a lot of stress. These are difficult times. It's just, there's virtually no dress code here, but just put on a pair of undergarments and, and we're going to look look past it. Would you, would you take them up on it? Uh, no. <laughs> no, mm. I might do it, but you might. You almost want to wait a week and see kind of what it looks like when other people jump all over it. And, and yeah, uh, I think you know. In that case, I definitely would be following the trend or jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> Robert, when you're really rocking and rolling, and it's Friday afternoon, and you got that song blasting, and you're going. 50 miles an hour, but you come up to a light and it's, you're just hitting the guitar solo or something. Do you turn the music down out of respect for those other drivers that are bunched up around you? Or do you just really let it go crazy? And now windows, um, I know you probably don't have windows down, but you know, you still keep the windows up and the volume at the max. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the windows down, I might turn it down a little bit just to, be respectful so sometimes i won't i guess it just depends on my my mood and what is the ratio right now i know i, I feel like i'm really getting older because i just listen to a little bit more talk programming than music and um mm -hmm. uh, i feel like i need to reverse that a little bit but what's the ratio for you of talk radio sports talk podcast versus pedal to the metal you know rat def leopard 
usually podcast uh, Monday through until Thursday afternoon, and then from Thursday afternoon on, uh, I'm just I'm just blasting the the eighties metal. And who's your who's your favorite band from the eighties uh, out of the pop genre? I know that's a big bucket, but you have a from favorite? the pop not, not a metal band, but the pop genre. Yeah, man, that's a that's a good question because I do listen to a lot of eighties pop. You know, you know um, who I played today? Who's that? I listened to Richard Marks. Oh, that's right. Should have known better. And every once in a while, I just had this nostalgic thought. And Richard Marks, of course, somebody I'd love to have on the show. But Robert, remember those early years for us, it probably would have been 86, 87, where you've got those three to five to six artists that you remember as the first artist that you really heard on the radio and you, you remember the hit that was coming out. I think that was summer of 87. Mm-hmm. Don't mean nothing. Should have known better. Bon Jovi, New Jersey. What's the autograph song? Turn up the radio. Stuff like that. Do you remember I something? Up on it. I love that, that period. I think it's got a special place. And I, I love how much that you still dive in to the 80s and, and basically all corners of the 80s. Uh, there'll never be another period of time like it for pretty much anything. I remember watching Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey came out in 1991. And at the end of the movie, because they go, they talk about all their time traveling they've done. And they said, the best time to be is now. And, you know, I mean, I'm happy with what's going on now in my life. I like being an adult. I like being in my forties. I love being married. I love my family. There is nothing to say about that time. Now, I don't want to say that that was better, uh, but there is something to be said for that time. And, and maybe it's just a nostalgic thing that you look back on, but it didn't get any better than the music and the movies and just, I don't know, just generally what we did back then. I think it was a special time, and we can still remember the early and mid-90s new releases. I mean, new releases were so exciting. There wasn't every, everything wasn't just rosy and perfect about the 1980s or the 1990s. No. You know, we've advanced in a lot of great ways, uh, but there was, some, there was some fun, open-ended time that kids had back then that I don't think they have it the same way now. No. We're seeing it through our kid glasses. Of course, we, we weren't dealing with the adult stress that our parents were going through in that time so they may see things a little bit differently than we do back then but still it was a it was a wonderful time to be a kid all right well i may have time for one more question here i don't always dust off the same question that i've used in a previous episode but i want to get i want to get your take on this what is your favorite not favorite wrestler but favorite finishing move and if you had a chance to put it on somebody what would it it be (laughs) The perfect plex that Mr. Perfect used to do. Yep. I remember watching that and I would I would watch him do it and be like, how is anybody ever going to kick out of that? Because he's just got you locked in. It was the best and move. I think we used to perfect plex each other on the trampoline back in the day. We did. Yeah. Surprised we didn't break a neck or something. You know, Hogan talked about the leg drop. He's, he's spoken about it. And I mean, it worked great for TV. It's you can't imagine him not having that finishing move, but he said, Man, 
I was not thinking about how that was going <laughs> to what that was going to do to my back over the years. Yeah, well, that that ring is not. I mean, there's not a lot of give, and you're landing 300 pounds onto this thing. Your back, your tailbone. So yeah, over time, that that'll mess you up. If you look at it, it's actually it's more punishing on Hogan yeah. than it is on the opponent. But he does do the big boot. Well, maybe we'll do another episode in the future. But Robert, I am so glad to have you on for this special Halloween bonus episode. Want to just throw a little treat out there for you listeners and hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope that you don't get too much candy corn or that's a good finishing question, Robert. When you got home as a kid and you dumped out that bag, what are the candies that you looked at and said, I'm not eating that? Was it bit of honey? Was it candy corn? It was candy corn and black licorice. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I tried a black uh, licorice jelly bean a couple of years ago, and it was still just as bad as it was 30 years ago. It was terrible. Well, all right. Well, that's it for this special episode of Dan Time. You guys be safe on Halloween. Check out these movie recommendations from my brother, Robert. They are going to send chills up your spine and... You know, you, you know what you're getting into. So if you have a nightmare, you can blame it on Dan time and blame it on Robert. But have fun with Halloween. And remember, you only get one childhood, but it doesn't mean you have to give up some of the excitement of being a kid and some of the fun things that you used to do and some of the music that you used to listen to. Have some fun with yourself. Be a kid again in certain situations. Stop being so dang serious. Put a smile on your face. Watch some ridiculous B-list horror movie and enjoy your Halloween. And we will see you on Sunday for the next episode of Dan Time. Thank you, Robert. Y'all have a fun Thank night. You. I wish I Thank was you. Thank you. This was a treat. Hanging out with you.